Welcome to the Talking Small Podcast, where we make that podcast platinum. Samurai Deli, put them viewers in. Let's go. All right, welcome to another episode of the Talking Small Podcast. This is a, f- I think we've recorded in a car before, right, Al? But this definitely is, this is the first one I think with a guest in the car because Craig doesn't count, right? Going to going to the strip club, uh, illusions. We were podcasting in the truck. We also podcasted to and from Tennessee with Craig again, so it doesn't count. Yeah, it doesn't count. By the way, speaking of Craig. Um, you saw that Rebel Wilson supposedly lost like 147 pounds. Oh, I definitely saw it. Her and Action Bronson been on that weight weight uh, shred game. Does Rebel Does Rebel Wilson look a little bit like female Craig? No, they're they're blonde, but that's a they're blonde and they were husky. Yeah, husky. But a now, portly. Well, Craig's a little more portly now. Rebel Wilson's got talent though. You don't think Craig has any talent? It'd be interesting. Well, I mean, we're just ignoring the guest in the back right well, now. He'll, he'll jump on in a but second. He knows it, Craig. It'd be interesting to see if Rebel Wilson still gets acting gigs now that she's not, like, the fat person, like, typecast as the fat friend or the whatever. Okay, so you think she's only been getting gigs because she's the fat, funny person with a good voice? <clears throat> not, is I've she listened even to funny? So, I've I mean that's debatable, but she was in quote unquote comedies. But as like the you know the fat friend who's you know sexual and it's funny because she's three hundred pounds. Now that she's not, now that she's lost one hundred and forty six and is only one hundred forty five pounds, ain't gonna be that funny. She's one hundred and forty five pounds. I'm ju- I was just guessing that she was three hundred and. To be honest, I never did the math. She looks way fatter than I would expect. Somebody that weighs one hundred forty five pounds to look. I don't know what she actually weighs now. I'm just yeah, throwing out random could, numbers. Yeah, but you think she was more than three bills? I didn't even put that math together. Weighing girls is a dangerous game. A very <laughs> dangerous game. <laughs> Let's get on. How do we get on Rebel Wilson here? All right, so let me uh, introduce our guest. Uh, I don't want to get into any work talk on the podcast, but I know him from work. Uh, he's an avid listener to the Talking Small podcast. One we'll of the see few, about that. One of the few people that I actually discuss the podcast at, with at work. Uh, it's my buddy Gavin. So, Gavin, how you doing? How's it going, guys? Thank you all for uh, inviting me on here. I've uh, been wanting to do this. Sound like a good group of guys, and I'm looking forward to it. So, uh, as Harley mentioned, we're in a his truck, mobile studio truck, action. Truck, truck guy. Outside of the walk-ons in Brule. So, shout out to walk-ons. I know Rosillo is a big walk-ons guy, so that that's where we're recording. Dude, I got a $3 Bud Light in there, 22 ounce. That's good happy hour price. It's pretty good. I got about a $6 Jameson single, so that's, that's about par for the course. But what you going to do about that? Um, now you want to get into the icebreaker first, Harley? Yeah, let's, or what you let's, do let's here? break the ice. Um, oh, I'll, I'll start. You, you bat and lean off? All right. Yeah. So two truths and a lie. We'll call this spot the lie. Maybe Yeah, spot the lie. All right. So my first one is I'm going to the LSU UCLA, UCLA game in the Rose Bowl in 2021. You can't do that as a spot the lie. It hasn't even happened yet. Okay. We don't know if that's right. a fact right. or fiction. Let that's- me rephrase. I am currently invited to go to the LSU-UCLA 
game at the Rose Bowl in 2021. But invited by who? This is all right. Uh, who who invited off. you? LSU or UCLA? Like starting uh, off sketchy. Uh, Eric Eric Schuler. Um, I have hauled no a, last names. <laughs> a mini horse in the truck back seat that Gavin's sitting in. And I have a cat named I had a cat named Jack Bauer. Spot the lie. I'm going to a UCLA game. Al, what you think? I mean, I know the answer. What's the answer? The answer is you hauled the mini horse, but it wasn't in this car. It was in your wife's vehicle. And, and I think Details. that's kind of a bullshit icebreaker because you did a future one like, I'm going to go skydiving in three weeks. Like, oh, we don't, we can't verify that, whether it's but true or false anyway. We just so. discussed hauling the mini horse again. I thought we discussed it being in this truck. Uh-oh. So we have, we have some controversy. So one's UCLA, one mini horse in a truck. The <clears throat> actual lie is going to the UCLA game because Eric disinvited me within three and a half hours of inviting me because Bam. I asked too many questions and told him, why are you trying to cater to everybody with kids? This should be a bros weekend. And he got mad at me. So I got disinvited within three and a half hours on the group text and been cut out of the group text immediately after. You got cut out of the group text or it just died after you just shit on kids in general? I'm assuming he kept it going because Dan talked about going there in September next year. So at some point, it was it was in the I, atmosphere afterwards. I think it died. Okay, so you're not going. I mean, I don't have plans to right now, but we'll see. I mean, okay, so Calif- maybe- California is <laughs> is literally on fire, so we'll see if it even exists by then. So and we'll see All about right, this so, COVID. Hey, hey, Gavin got it right. You got it wrong. I thought you said you did winter, it in a Hyundai Tucson or something. Uh, I've done it multiple times. Once in the back seat of this truck. <laughs> Wait, you did it in the backseat of this truck? Hey, that's between a man and his truck. (laughs) True. All right, this is my icebreaker. Spot the lie. I got my virginity taken from me at 26. I ran with the bulls in Spain, and I have three tattoos, and one is a yin-yang. Gavin, spot the lie. Oh, I'm going three tattoos and a yin-yang. Damn. Got me. I mean, that was was an easy one for me. I'd had to do math for the 26 if you'd have had something else I didn't know was a lie. Um, so I'd had to. I had do to back remember calculate. that being brought up on a t- on a pod at one point. Okay. Yeah. All so, right, Gavin, your turn. Icebreaker. Let's get to know you. I like that he spotted you out as a, a not a tattoo guy immediately. <laughs> immediately, like he always throw the ran with the bulls in Spain. Like someone's gonna be like, no way, your pussy ass ran from the bulls in Spain. Like that's a. Not a lot of people have done that. No one's ever guessed that one besides, like, well, we, ten-year-old kids because they're like, you went to Spain? Yeah, yeah, like, I, can't, even, I can't even imagine going to Spain. They don't Again, even throw I'm the poles in there. Gavin's got a bunch of ink. I have a pod listener, right? You are a pod listener. That is true. So, so far, you're two for two. Now let's see how we do on your icebreakers, right, Gavin. Let's see what I got. So, <laughs> all right. Um, uh, let's see. I've been married for 10 years. I grew up on a farm. Me, my wife, and my daughter have the same birthday. Jeez. All right, so I'm going to let you go first because I'm pretty sure I know this answer based on insider information. The probabilities of having all be the same birthday, that's like... 364 times 360 like they, well, they I mean, do that 365 this, days in the year they do that yeah i know but like 
if they're all on the same day, then it's 364 days. I don't know. This is a in in college. Think, this is a. I think it's statistics. like one over 365 times one over 365 times one over 365. That right. So the, easy math. Yeah. So the odds. Somebody's yelling at me right now because I got the math wrong. Because yeah. <laughs> no. I, I missed like the quarter day. If we sleep here. We, math is math. We know. <laughs> we know our viewers. They're not checking the math. <laughs> but the odds seem astronomical. For that to have not astronomical, but it seems like, you know, it's ten thousand to one. Okay. But there's a chance. Now he told me at walk-ons that he had a kid, an eight and nine-year-old kid, sort of like me. You know, didn't really plan for him, and he said his wife's married. They've been married for ten years. So, I'm gonna go with the the first one that he okay. hasn't been married right. for ten years because so- he had kids before he got married because they weren't planned. But the the birthday thing is a great one to throw in. It's like the Bulls in Spain. No <laughs> way you guys all have the same birthday. So I'm going with that one. I agree. The birthday one's tough, but I know he's got shares the birthday because we've talked about it before at work. So that I kind of know that one a little bit. Insider trading. Yeah. So I mean, when you get the insider information, you got to make moves. Shout out to Dan for the stock market. I'm investing in you, Short and Craig. Um. So. Shout out to MGM when stock. You can like with the wife stuff. If you, I mean, you could seek out women born on your same day. If there's something like you know, who's got that fetish? I only uh, want to. I only want to fuck a chick who's born on the same day as me. Yeah, I'm, that I'm was sure not that's on there. the books whenever I was uh, <laughs> looking around. Just throwing that sure, out there. I'm, I'm sure that's out there. And then, and then with Tinder the kid, filter. The kid, people born on April twentieth. And, and the and the the four twenty joke for the kids out there. And the the kid stuff, yeah, that's harder to do. But um, <laughs> ten, ten, 10 years based on how old I think Gavin is. I thought that was a quite a stretch because that had been almost immediately out of high school. And I'm thinking my man did not get married immediately out of high school because I know his wife's from uh, California, which you shit on earlier in the podcast. So It's okay to shit on California. I'm going with uh, the 10 years. Uh, are we both right? All right. So um, me, my wife, and my daughter do share the same birthday. Which is? November 1st. Oh, happy belated birthday. Thank you. Um me and my wife make 10 years uh, next month. So we're right married. about that. He hasn't been married 10 years. He makes uh, it. Oh, okay. Nah. God. So I, he told three truths. Well, he, he thought he told three truths, but he really told a I lie. Guess I, I, oh, guess I, well, I guess he didn't grow up bit. on a farm. No, I did not grow up on a farm. Grew up in the swamp, as yeah. we'll get to later. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I sure saw that one. I did work on a turtle farm growing up. But that's a whole different topic. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll need booze on for that one. <laughs> a turtle farm. All right, so... A couple things before we go into uh, a little bit about our guest. I got a, a, a confession segment here. All right. I, I didn't prep for this, so this is just going to be Harley. <laughs> oh, me and Gavin will be the priest. and I'll be the priest. Ga- no, Gavin will be the priest. <laughs> I'll, be the, uh, I'll be the deacon. I, I, I We're not going to have any altar boys in uh, this truck. And <laughs> Harley said just kid stuff earlier. None of that. <laughs> no funny business. So... I uh, kind of shit on the Peloton with uh, some of our buddies in the uh, group chat. Harley went hard at shitting on the Peloton. No, but- I went harder, harder at Eric. I, I went too far on Eric. I don't mind. I mean. I mean, it was true, but it, I went a little <laughs> too far. Um, shout out to E. Uh, while you're locked in, you better listen to the fucking podcast, buddy. I uh, hope you fucking <laughs> ordered a Peloton after you shit on it that much. So, what I was going to say is I didn't order a Peloton, but... After shitting on the bikes, I wanted to see what the fad was, so I started riding my bike the past uh, 
couple days I've taken off of work. And I got to tell you, I thought running could be boring. Riding a bike on a fucking random road is fucking terribly boring. Because you got you to gotta go further to get the same amount of exercise. And I will say that uh, I can't imagine sitting in place like Bob just riding his bike all day, every day, like his fucking marine soldier boy self so i just i can't do it so my confession is i shit on peloton then i started riding bikes i'll probably keep riding bikes for a little while just to get it out of my system i might i might go try to ride with uh, our buddy michael chen as a bodyguard and a human shield he'd be good to draft behind and uh you know that's my confession so your confession was you shit on a peloton and then you rode a bike and said eh, it kind of sucks so i mean why you back it sounds like you're trying to backtrack but you're not really backtracking at all i i, I shit on bikes and then i rode i'm i'm going to be riding bikes for a little second and i told i told everybody i run every day and and now i've been actually biking i kind of like riding the bike cuz it's it's uh you know i got i'm my body's weak. I got weak knees, weak joints. So the bike is sort of a, it's not that taxing, but it's kind of fun to just ride around, especially like Baton Rouge is not very populated. So you act like you own the streets because you're just like riding downtown and around the, around the Capitol and around LSU's campus. We should do another bike mob. That was fun. It is fun. Follow me on Strava, a knob. You can follow Michael Chen too. Uh, but I mean, that's not a really confession. And I think you sort of missed the point in the group chat of, like, shitting on the Peloton. Yes, it seems like it's way too expensive for what you get. But they're also getting it for, like, their whole family. Like, they they have kids and they have a, a wife who really can't leave the you house. You think Soda's riding the bike? Um, no, I'm talking, about Hale, uh, I'm talking about Joe's wife and, like, Dan's wife. When you have kids and they need a lot of attention, like... The, so are you getting a Peloton? The, the moms feel like you are can't. Are you getting a Peloton? No, I'm not getting a Peloton. Why not? I'll go with the Bowflex Velocore because it's about, you know, 15 grand cheaper. But, I mean, I've thought about doing it, but I'm, I'm not going to do right. it. I noticed you know, no one backed me when I was just shitting on Peloton. Well, because you were. because you thing were, with the Peloton is. Do you, you have a Peloton, by the way? I do not. Okay. Right, and I, I, do I look like an exercise person? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you can't crank three hoons, and I've only seen you for ten minutes, so I'm gonna go with no. So you got this big screen on this Peloton, and everything I see is that you know it's all of these bike trails. Can you change what's on the screen? Can you put on Netflix on it? Because I feel like that would be much more, I guess, intriguing about riding a stationary bike. I think I think the people assume that you have like a also a TV in the room, but I think the the Peloton deal is that they have like i've never been to a cycling class we were supposed to try to do that but they have like the instructor and they're supposed to motivate you and then you're going against people in the leaderboard and that's like supposed to motivate people to do whatever so i think that's the concept behind it and you also like you can i get i'm not sure about the peloton but you can on certain of these bike things like say you're biking the Great Wall of China or whatever, like, you can get that sort of scenery so you're not, like, Harley's, Harley's going down a random road in Ethel going, this is boring as shit. Well, <laughs> if you put the screen onto some terrain, I guess that'll try somehow trick you. I guess VR would work better I, I for that. I went all the way to slaughter, I went all the way to slaughter. 
two truths and a lie. I'm a quarter mile from a town called Slaughter. Uh, it was more than that. It's a six. But yeah, miles I, in Harley, town. I think you were getting more blowback from your uh, your demeanor in this. You're basically just calling them idiots, saying, "Hey, if you can't Bad investment, if you can't exercise now, what makes you think buying a twenty five hundred dollar piece of equipment plus sixty dollars a month subscription? That's the thing. Like you're buying a twenty five hundred dollar thing, and then you got to pay sixty dollars or forty dollars every month to get the subscription, like. That's a bridge too far. I think with the Bowflex thing, you can buy like a, you know, twelve hundred dollar bike and get the subscription. For I, I just brought this up because I want. wanted somebody to be on my side, and you just admitted that it's a bad investment. All right, I so, didn't say it's a bad yeah, investment. Uh, I said you a, didn't understand that it's for let's, like let's the wives about, too. Let's, let's talk about your investment uh, recently. Okay. Uh, I heard you uh, added a new member to your family. Yes, we did. Congratulations. Um. So you recently got pussy. Yes, I did. And it's a cat. A, a little underage, but <laughs> oh, really? seven weeks. Oh, so you, it was a kitten. Yeah, it's a kitten. You haven't seen the. I, I mean, he looks small. I didn't know if he was a run or not. I didn't want to assume you just went with a kitten. He was the last left of the litter. I don't know what fell Did you through. Pay, wait, hold on. Was it this an adopted cat or is this a paid for cat? Is it used like Eric says? You <laughs> you you want the uh, you want the truth or you want the lie? <laughs> I told Amber we were just going to tell everybody we adopted them, but no, we bought them from from like some. Did you some pay people. over under two hundred fifty bucks? Uh, plead the fifth. Oh my fucking oh, god! No. <laughs> Cats are so free. I've never paid for They're a cat. So free. They're free, but like we we went to so many. Uh, we went to a place by my work like five times called Cat Haven, and the two cats we liked were we we were gonna. We liked them, but they had problems. Like one had issues eating, the other one maybe had ringworm. Harley, you know about that. <laughs> so we didn't pull the trigger, and then the next times we went in there, they were already claimed. So I was like, ah, oh, fuck, we missed the boat on this. And then we went recently. We went to the one by LSU's campus. I think it's called like Companion Alliance. Blah blah blah. And the cats we were looking for there, they weren't there either. And then we ventured into the the dog adoption, which we were talking about in walk-ons earlier that shit is the most depressing have you ever been in a dog shelter you do you know how many fucking animals i have yes i've been in a dog shelter (laughs) i thought your wife just goes to them and gets them and then i've i've adopted two from the shelter one from the vet and then she brought home two on thanksgiving check the pots which which ones did you go to the shelter for a mix rest in peace gus still thriving Gus had that skin thing, so he was a uh, you buy low, sell high. Oh yeah, that was a great investment. Great, he, good invest. Well, I would I wouldn't call it a great investment, but it was yeah, value. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Well, he he did tear his ACL, so I lost a lot of value. Damn. <laughs> yeah. My two dogs are Facebook giveaways, and the cat showed up at my house on Mother's Day. I didn't even have to leave the house for it. Damn. <laughs> Pay, paying for pussy, we don't do that nope. inside the truck. I, I, saw a pic, I, I saw a picture of your cat earlier. That's a, that's a good uh, find right there. That's how Amber got her uh, original cat is it just showed up in a dumpster somewhere, and that's that's like a $1,000 cat or something. So. It's a great cat. But, yeah, you uh, got the cat. Everybody, everybody, I didn't know it was such a polarizing topic. Everybody in two different group texts were shitting all over me, calling me a pussy, blah, blah, blah. Harley didn't pile on too bad, but he started talking shit. I was like, Harley, don't you have two fucking cats? <laughs> yeah, they're outside cats. Like, <laughs> Yeah, see, so I don't know the difference. I have mine's inside. We won't even let her out because my daughter's scared to lose her, which I think she'll come right back. She's got it made. 
Well, to so. be to be honest though, she just showed up, so could yeah. just walk off. True. You never know. Very true. Uh, playing with house money though. <laughs> well, that's true. One leaves, one might come back. So, I, all right. So I'm gonna as part of the cat tips, we wanted to give as 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 cat current cat owners, we wanted to give you some cat tips. Gavin, did you prepare any? I did not, but I'll, right, you uh, just I'll shoot from the hip. Don't don't worry. Yeah, and and the reason, just to clarify, everyone's like, oh, you got to get a dog, blah blah blah. Our house isn't that big. It's not very dog friendly. Our yard's not very dog friendly, and our kids pretty needy to begin with. So we don't need to be potty training a dog and doing all that other business. And Amber's been wanting a cat for a year, so you know it's about time. And Christmas is coming up, so it's early Christmas gift. Ooh, happy wife, happy life. Hopefully you can get a discount Christmas gift for that. That's a that's actually a smart play. So hopefully she didn't listen to this and you can still use it. From some indoor cat experience, if uh, if you have plants in your house and you kind of skip well, he's on got the a litter fake, box. He's got a fake tree. Fake Christmas tree. Holler at me. All right. So I haven't tested the Christmas tree out with a cat yet, so that's still to come. This should be interesting. But if uh, the cat's litter box gets skimped on for a day, she will find some plants and uh, throw some dirt around in the house. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's that's a lesson learned. Be be careful. So that's my first tip, Gavin, great intro. Litter box, you got to clean that out daily. By the way, litter boxes fucking suck. That's why I got outside cats, so we don't use litter boxes. But litter boxes are the fucking worst, and you got to clean those out every day, and that sucks. So Agreed. So make sure you clean out your litter box. Okay. Tip taken. All right. <laughs> the, now, Harley, you got you, Joe, Craig. You guys like to give me man tips. These so are cat, what are these? these are, pussy these, tips? Yeah, uh, sure. Pussy yeah. tips. All right. Why, why did they call cats pussy cats? By the way, who who started that? What does that mean? I, I meant to look that up, but it just seems like an avenue for bad jokes. Yeah, it took a it took a bad turn somewhere down the line. Yeah, like who? What do you think came first, pussy cat or pussy? I'm guessing pussy cat. I mean, no, pussy came first. Adam and Eve, ever heard of them? <laughs> no, that's true. That's smart. All right, so the other thing is don't skimp on the food. Don't get the really cheap food. What brand should I be going with? Do we ha- are we going to get a cat food sponsor for the pod? Uh, yeah, we can we can we can try that. I got like a cat chow complete just cuz my cats go outside, so it needs some outside stuff. I don't know what the difference is, but evidently Complete's got inside and outside stuff, so it blends together. I don't know. Evidently, Inside and outside stuff. So, I, Harley, do you do kibble or wet food? Well, it'd be kibble. I don't do wet food. Wet food makes really bad poops. And when you have a litter box, you need to watch out for wet food. Don't so go wet food. We do, and this was totally based on what my wife knew about cats because I had no idea. She does a mixture of the, the two. So we do a little bit of kibble to hold it over uh, throughout the day and wet food mornings and evenings. How many times are you feeding this cat? Because I had some coworkers, you know, they like to see pictures of Leo. So I showed them a, a picture of Leo and and the cat, and then they showed me pictures of the, their cats. Their cats are fucking morbidly obese. I don't want that happening to my cat. Mine's starting to get big. I think I'm going to have to put her on a diet pretty soon. So how many times are you feeding this bad boy? Twice a day. The wet food twice a day. The kibble, uh, I'll put some in the mornings, and hopefully if it lasts all day, cool. If not, I'm not worried. Okay, so so two wet foods and and sprinkle little sprinkle of the kibble. The, the, the wet food is just a pain in the ass to deal with, and it, it makes really bad poops. I recommend— Smells, too. 
Complete. Well, you need to get good litter. That's another. Good thing. litter is key. Yeah. Don't skimp on the litter. I'm you talking need... about the wet food smells. I'm not well, talking about oh, yeah, the no, shit. It's terrible. Well, it, it ends terrible. up smelling both ways. Everything's terrible. <laughs> so make sure you get decent food because the shit will smell really bad, and they'll take worse poos if you skimp on the. It, think about it like when you drink a bunch of high lifes. That's what you do to your cat when you skimp on food. It's the classic adage, you are what you eat. Cats yeah, it, are no different. So, with the cats, is it the same as dogs that if you change up the food a bunch, it, it messes them up? Because I haven't figured that out yet, and we've changed the food a bunch. I, I Well, yeah, but are you analyzing what you're pulling out of the litter box? Absolutely not. Okay, so, my, I mean, the day is hard to get. My daughter's got litter box responsibilities. See, I think the whole, the whole point of the cat is... It's kind of set it and forget it. You're not worried about it like the dog where you're changing the food and all that. So my my daughter being nine years old, she's into the YouTube and everything. And I was I told her I was I said <laughs> she's into the YouTubes. <laughs> I said you need to get on YouTube and figure out how to train your cat to use the toilet. That way we can get rid of this whole uh, litter box thing. And that lasted about a day. I love you I'm putting the onus on her. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's her responsibility 100. percent I like that. I've heard about, like, teaching Siamese cats. You can teach them to use the shitter, but I don't know. This is way... T- I thought we were going to be know, talking know, gators, know, how we get in the cats. I got right. ten pages on gators here. All right, so the other thing is make sure you use your Roomba and vacuum off and cat hair, or if you let the cat piss on any of your furniture, it's just fucking yeah. done. Cat piss is the worst-smelling stuff the all the time. Throw away. <laughs> uh, get you a scratching post or something like that, unless you have your cat declawed. And then I got some names for the cat, even though I know you already named your cat, but I got some better okay. names. Okay. What'd you name it? We'll, we'll wait for Harley's okay. name to okay. see if any of them trump them. First of all, just because it's, it's, it's hot right now, Nate Robinson. <laughs> nice. You want to knock my cat out? Knock the pussy out like Fight Night. Shout out to Migos. <laughs> what, since your son's name's Leo, what about the cat, na- cat being named DiCaprio? That's clutch. It's a pun. The Caprio. Yeah. What about? It's a little wordy, but I like I like the pun. I, I I'll give the pun. Rick Riley boobs here. No, we're not going there. Uh, Steven Seagal, just great cat name. Uh, <laughs> Coming from the guy who named his cat Jack Bauer, it's that's on brand. Craigie Claus. That's for Christmas time. I I, I like Craigie Claus. I, you know, Craig said if I bought him a pumpkin outfit, he would come for Halloween. Well, no, he didn't you know, he didn't he didn't. Uh, fulfill that one go figure but uh i would love for craigie claus to come to town during christmas and uh wear a santa suit for leo so i'll let craigie he's claus. definitely got the poundage definitely uh, what about andres galarraga the big cat mm, all it's, right. it's wordy i like andre though all right what about my favorite one for you i don't know how you didn't name your cat this i'm gonna say the best for last young sheldon <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible <laughs> All right, so what's your cat's name? Uh, we ended up drawing names out of a hat for him. We ended up naming him Bao, which is like, you know, the Korean little uh, Bao's, I don't know, the little sandwich deals. So, uh, How many names did you have in this hat? Well, like three or four. Uh, I really liked Earl. Amber came up with it, and but then she was like, yeah, I don't really like it. So uh, Earl Earl was good for me. I mean, it's a common man name. Would look good on a, a pair of FRCs, uh, and it's also it's also got the pun because you got Earl Grey T's and it's a gray cat. So I thought that was a good solid name, short, sweet, to the point pun. I like Earl. Had everything to it, but uh, one of my tips is cat names don't matter because cats don't listen to exactly. Their names. So 
So yeah, we ended up going with Bao. That's a, it's okay. a ni- nice little name, Leo and Bao. Yeah, it's easy. All right, so rhymes with meow too. Do you want to test Gavin's pod knowledge, or you want to go to Negators? I mean, do, how much do you have on the pod knowledge? I got we like, might, we might, I got four questions. We one question, three wanna, questions. You want to save it for the end? Yeah, we'll save it for the end. Let's get to Gators. All right. Well, first off, let's get into. I mean, we're just gonna go with you and Gavin know each other from work, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, we're not gonna go into work talk. Uh, Gavin, how did you learn about the pod? Because you know we don't promote too heavily. So how did you? <laughs> that is a good question. How did you come upon? So, how did you become a viewer, I as Harley think, calls them? So it was in 2016 during Turner on Harley. Damn, he never remembers the year. Well, it was a. This was a significant <laughs> point in that year. Uh, me and Harley was working together during uh, a turnaround, and I think it. I, Harley kind of let it slip by, really very subtly. And I picked up on it, and I never really listened to podcasts, and I asked him about it. And he told me a little bit about it, and I went and looked it up. And I listened to one episode. It was the most recent episode at the time. And I, you remember I which one it. it was? I don't remember. Damn. It, was, uh, it had to be around whatever time from the turnaround was going it was on. It was probably 2016. It's probably J-Bone. Oh, well, it was. So J-Bone was <laughs> newly you know, into the the whole podcast. The TSP universe. <laughs> right. So what I did was to get some context, because I have a long ride to and from work, so I needed something to be able to listen to. So I decided I went back one year from that point, and I started listening, and I enjoyed it because it's relatable. It's guys my own age, and stuff I'm familiar with, you know. It's good humor. <laughs> Got the same sense of humor Appreciate as I do. Appreciate it. <laughs> So, Five it, stars. Uh, it fit very well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> rate, review, <laughs> subscribe, unsubscribe. So, resubscribe. Well, 2016. I mean, Harley, what, we started the podcast. It, it was, was 20... probably about a year in because we were in that turnaround. Basically, a year from we had my podcast anniversary during this turnaround. Podiversary. As also, we like to call my uh, one year anniversary to my uh, lovely wife. Shout out to her. Yeah, real ones know we started the pod the day before Harley got married. Or the, oh wow, was it? Yeah, it was the day before, and then we episode two was recorded on wedding night after my wife so passed I, out. I think I went back and listened to episode one, and then I just kind of skipped back ahead. Yeah, that's when Craig tried to claim he's got percentages <laughs> on the pod. Shut up, <laughs> fucking Craig ain't got shit. Okay, um, so yeah, you're you're OG. Like that's he's far back. No, I get I get notes on the pod from him. He he tells me when it's good, when it's bad, and he goes, "Y'all y'all learn to us." Move on from topics that are bad pod relatively quickly. Back in the old days, y'all weren't as good at that. Does Gavin give me shit about interrupting on the pod? I knew that was going to come up. (laughs) How did I know that? That was one time. Hey, that's good. I I get way more comments of, Al, shut the fuck up. Okay. so It's normally good pod. I will give y'all credit now. It's normally good, very good pod. Thank you. All right, so so you guys work together. Now, we're having you on the podcast pod specifically you know we talk cats whatever but <laughs> harley floated the possibility of going gator hunting i think in august i'm not sure what happened with that i probably wouldn't have been able to do it anyway i ended up going to key west and working and stuff so i, I ended up using my vacation right yeah there. but it sounded like fun now how did you i'm assuming this is who we would have gone gator hunting with yeah. or whatever how'd you get into gator hunting Gavin. So I, I've been doing it my entire life. My grandfather done it for 
majority of his life. So we've, uh, it, it's a business that my family has been in as long as I can remember. I've been doing it since I was a baby. So you're a legacy gator hunter. You, yeah. you, do you remember like your first gator hunt? Uh, I don't. I was really young. I've been going to our uh, our camp where we do all the hunting at since I was in diapers. And I've got pictures. My my, I've got pictures of me as a baby sleeping in the boat next to a pile of alligators. So I mean, I guess we would have gotten to it eventually, but I guess it's not that dangerous then if they're bringing babies. Uh, it can be dangerous, so it's it's not what they make it out to be on TV, but it's uh, it's it's relatively easy, um, as long as you got all the right equipment and it it's as safe as you make it. Does that mean how many beers you had that day, or is there like protocols you're following? Yeah, so we start early in the morning hunting gators because uh, we're not as likely to drink that early. Um, later on in the evenings, it can get kind of sketchy. Yeah, that that was that was a question I was going to get to later, but I was I said, do people typically drink and smoke during a hunt, and why or why not? So early in the morning when you're starting off, people aren't cracking beers, but as the day progresses, people start getting a little loose with it. Oh yeah, so it, you know to to break it down, basically. You can almost think of it like crawfishing or, or going to do a job. You'll wake up early. More stuff Al doesn't know about. <laughs> yeah, I was about to, this is this is literally my next question. Say say uh, a pussy whip city slicker goes out to go gator hunting. What's the first thing they need to know about gator hunting? Not, this isn't for me. This is for a friend. First thing you need to know about gator hunting is don't get bit. I mean, I, I feel like that's pretty self-explanatory, but... You know, you'd be surprised with some of the people we have that come see it is don't want to touch the alligator and do everything with it. But with that being said, what we'll do is you you set out lines. It's more like fishing or uh, something like that where you set like out jug a jug fishing, limb line. Yeah, jug fishing. You know, you so explain jug fishing. Is is this like you set up a crab trap but for a gator basically? So exactly, but not quite just like the floating thing. How is, how do you set this up? All right, so what we do is we, uh, oh, excuse me, we. He's a he's a veteran, Harley. Burped away from the mic. <laughs> I mean, we'll, uh, not everybody's Craig. We'll go and and cut down some small enough trees to use as what we, we call them, just poles, alligator poles. But it's just small trees that we take and we stab in the ground, in the water, right on the edge of the bank, and we'll uh, take a long section of rope tied to it. And hang a, a pretty good-sized hook from a clothespin on this pole that's hanging, and you got a chicken leg quarter on it, and you hang it right above the water, and you let that sit overnight, and the alligator will come up during the night, grab the chicken, eat it, get hooked by it, and it's tied to the pole that's stabbed in the ground. So you wake up the next morning, bright and early, you go, and we normally set roughly a hundred lines. And hundred lines over one night. Yeah. So we'll damn. We'll set. We'll set a hundred out. We won't catch a hundred gators every night. Right. By any means. But, but that. I mean, that's a lot to set. Oh yeah. It's uh. It keeps you busy. It's. We. We'll get forty gator tags, and we start on the last Wednesday of August, and we're finished our forty gators by the Sunday. 
So over a matter of those few days, we catch 40 alligators. Damn. So it, the alligator season is from from then, I guess? That's when it starts? Or yeah, so it's the whole month of September. Okay. So we try to get it done early because, obviously, work. And we get a lot of help from a lot of our friends that come. And we'll spend the whole week at the camp. We'll spend seven, eight days at the camp getting set up and everything we got a lot of help so everybody's got to take time off of work and all that good stuff to come and and help us out but it's a good time it's a lot of work but everybody really enjoys it damn so if it's a family business like do they are some people sustained by this for the entire year just from that one week so not necessarily mostly a lot of people will spend the entire month hunting so the 40 tags that we get is very minimal compared to some people who get two to three hundred tags and have to cover two to three hundred alligators in a month do y'all help some of those people out like if these people can't fulfill their tags that they'd be like hey these dudes knock out some shit let's let's hire them to knock out some gators or i mean we gator, could. For, gator hunters for hire we could but normally people have basically the same setup that we do They'll have a bunch of resources, a lot of friends that will come out and help them. A lot of people, most people don't do it by themselves because unless you've, you know, got, you know, 10 or less, then you'll get a lot of help to come and uh, hunt with you. Now, to get ready for gator hunting, you do any sort of workouts? Like, what's an underrated muscle? Like, is there a lot of, a lot of beating off for forearm strength? You'd be surprised beating off will help. So, <laughs> Harley, what do you think? I mean, this is a legitimate question. I, I like it. No, no. So, off, I mean, anything that beating off can help for it just gives guys mostly the Yeah, your, oh, yeah no. your wife walks in and you beating off. What? I'm getting ready for gator yeah. season. Trust me, I'm well prepared every year. <laughs> so, like, once you get the gator on the hook, I guess you, you ride up, you, you hit all your spots, you laid out traps for and then you see a gator on the hook. What do you do? You just take a shotgun and, and dome them and that's it? Or So the line that's tied to the pole that the gator's hooked to is underwater. So if you get to a pole and there's no chicken hanging, you have to assume that you have an alligator on it. So you reach down in the water to reach the line at the pole and you just start pulling. And you got grass and... Forearm strength, Harley. There it is, the forearm strength. So, do, do, Does... Does one person get assigned to pull this, or like you yeah, got? Yeah, what's the roles and responsibilities right, so in the boat? Yeah, Every, like if if we went out to go gator hunting next year, what would our as noobs? What would be our roles, and then what would everybody else be doing? So basically, you could call it like a lead man and a helper. So in my boat, I have I, I would be the lead man, drive up to the line, my helper hands. So I have uh, basically a a a. a Two foot stick with a hook on the end. We call it shtick on the pod. A stick. <laughs> stick. So I have a two foot stick with a hook. You're gonna on need the... to work on your shtick. <laughs> Not very good at it. <laughs> You'll get there. Uh, sounds like you got good forearm strength. <laughs> and uh, so I'll grab this uh, this hook and I'll reach out in the water. I'll grab the line with it, and the helper's there to be an extra set of hands. Start pulling on the line. Anything I need in my boat, because once you have the line in your hand, if you drop it, then you got to go and look for it again. So anything I need in my boat while we're there, the helper grabs it, whatever. 
you get Pulling the gator in, as as much as it sounds easy, just yanking on a rope. Doesn't sound easy if you got a fucking <laughs> however many pound gator on it. Yeah, I mean, it could get difficult, but you got to think about it. So, this is a, a hook that's about six inches long, fishing hook, that's in this gator's stomach. So, once you start yanking on it, they're not going to want to fight a whole lot because it's pulling on their guts. Right. So. In their guts. But it's dead weight. All up in the guts. <laughs> <laughs> right, so it's it, they'll sit down on the bottom, but you got a lot of grass and stuff like that. So you're reaching in the water, you're pulling all this grass out, trying to untangle the knots because the gator will fight it. Yeah. Obviously. So by the time you get to a point, so the way I, I tie the knots, I have about a two to three foot section where I make a loop. That way, I know I'm getting close to my hook. Because if it's in a grass, you won't be able to see and. Once I see a certain knot on my line, you I know, know I'm getting, getting close. Yeah. I'm not going shoulder deep in the water trying to, you know, dig for more line. At that point is whenever you normally see the alligator, and you can kind of judge its size, whether mm-hmm. it's hooked in the mouth or hooked in the gut. If it's a smaller gator and hooked in the mouth, we'll get the hook out and let the gator go. If it's a big gator, we'll shoot. If it's a small gator hooked in the gut, I'll untie it bullet but um who gets to shoot is that the helper or is no, that you or is no, that a the third man lead man gets to shoot so the best way to do it is normally point blank with a i shoot a 17 hmr it's a big 22 rifles pretty much um you just slowly ease the gator up to the top of the water and helper gives you the boomstick gives me the boomstick locked and loaded off of safety and <laughs> You're going to need to show me where the safety is. <laughs> but, Damn, uh, and then you just, and then you, you kill them and you, you throw them in the boat? Yep, that's pretty much it. And go on to the next spot? On to the next one. You rebate, move to the next one. So you, so uh, I'm guessing you don't have, once you get towards the end, are you always rebating or like you got, oh, we only have five tags left, let's not so, put chicken back on this one or? What we'll do a lot of times, so think about it this way. We have, let's say, 15 people that's helping us. We'll have only certain people can shoot and actually have gators in the boat. That's people with licenses. Okay. And you have to have a, a gator license, right? That's different from a fishing license and all that. It's the Definitely. people It's the people who actually have the tags, right? Right, exactly. So, And you have one of those? I have one of those. So it's it's three of us on our area that mm-hmm. has the tags. So we are the – basically we'll kind of lag behind a little bit, and we have helper boats that run ahead. And all of the, the fighting and pulling the lines up in the grass and everything mm-hmm. will get done by helper boats. So we have boats that will come, and if they see a line down, they'll do all that work. And whenever we get to it, the line's already cleaned up, and it's tied to the pole, and it's right there for us to work with. Yeah. And we'll kind of leapfrog doing that kind of stuff. So everything gets checked pretty quick we're we start at 6 a.m and we're done running all 100 lines by 9 a.m damn efficiency they don't fuck around oh yeah we try to get it done because so y'all got them gps locator y'all just remember those no so we uh (laughs) we're on a lease uh a hunting lease that that we've been it's been in my family for 65 years now damn so everybody that comes with us knows it really well 
and we stay pretty much in the same areas for the most part. Now, when you when you get these tags, like, is there money associated with the tags, and and what do you end up doing with the gators? All right, since we were just live potting in the truck, uh, we got the urge to piss, so we just drove to the bank, took a piss outside, and then drove back to the original uh, pod place so we didn't get caught on the bank's cameras. But uh, I think we left off. The bank knows if we're hogs or frogs. Exactly. Getting our mentions and and tell uh, which one. But... (laughs) Uh, I just asked Gavin, you know, once you kill all these gators, what do you do with them? Like, do the tags correlate with money? And then, like, what do you do with the physical, you know, gator carcass? So, back in, you know, whenever we first started this, the it was the, the gator hides that was worth a lot of money. You know, the boots, the wallets, purses, stuff like that. That's where your money was. And we could get up to, um, I've seen it up to $100 a foot for these hides today's world it's more about the meat uh you know tv wants the meat (laughs) everybody wants meat everybody wants the hog so you know the alligator hunt being put on tv now everybody's all about the alligator meat so it's more about the meat now but basically what we do is you know in a nutshell we'll catch the alligator bring it back to our uh camp where we stay and skin it out. And What's that process like? Do you have special machines? Or oh, you no, just take a fucking uh, knife, a sharp knife? Basically a pocket knife. And a pocket knife? You don't want it too sharp because any cuts you put in the hides, they'll actually cut money for. Hmm. So you want a somewhat duller knife to be able to uh, save the hides. Is this rain bad for the pod, Harley? I don't, if you're picking up any rain in the background, who cares? Keep going. <laughs> so, I'm just glad I peed before the rain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great timing to go piss. Yeah, yes, it was. <laughs> Not only did the rain would want to make you piss more, but. The evidence is gone. Piss in the rain, yeah. You have to crank a hoon before rain. <laughs> but, um. Yeah, so yeah. They'll, they'll dock you for piercings of the hide? Absolutely. So, that's, that's uh, that was a big no-no was cutting the hide and you know growing up my grandfather was always involved with this and he was the only one that he would allow one person could skin the alligator out because we didn't want to take a chance of losing money on it and he's got to do 40 of them so back in the day we would do all 40 of them whereas today we might only do 10 you know 20 of them but and what do you do with the other 20 We'll sell them whole, and then uh, we'll get a little bit extra for the meat. But the price isn't good like it was. Now it, it may be 10 to $12 a foot. So back in the day, whenever it was, you know, a lot of money for the highs, it was really important to, to make sure it was all good. So I grew up learning from him, and now it's me and, you know, my little cousin and my dad that is the ones that do all the cleaning and everything. So... The job doesn't necessarily end early for us. Yeah. Um, so me and Harley are laid back drinking Bud Heavies, and you guys are cutting the gators. Absolutely. And I'm not mad at it. You know, it's good to have company while we're out there cutting, <laughs> cutting well, gators. Yeah, some people are making money, some people are helping. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh yeah, well the the whole camp experience is a really good time. So th- to really break it down and start the process from the beginning, we wake up, you know, 6 a.m. ish, go and run these 100 lines. Our, our whole crew and everything's all good, and then we come back, we clean the gators, we load them up. And these days we it's it's a faster run because we don't store them like we used to and i'll get into storing the hides and stuff but these days we'll go and sell everything every day we'll go back to the what i guess we could call it the mainland at the time because we were way out in the marsh mm-hmm. but we'll go back to the mainland and sell everything we got so it's a lot less work and you don't have to try to preserve shit. Exactly. So there's, there's a lot less ice consumption. Um, we don't have to do to all the preservation stuff, which if y'all want, I can get into later. But um, uh, Mummifying gators can be on part two. <laughs> right. Throw a bunch it's, of salt on them. Yep, salt in the hides and putting them in, uh, in brine. Boom. So um, by the time everything's in the boat loaded up, ready to go sail, it's, you know, 9, 10 o'clock in the morning my dad's normally the one it's either me or my dad will go and sell everything it's got to be somebody with the tag right somebody with the license it's a license holder yeah so they'll go run and sell well at that point our whole cruise is done working until later on so now it's time to start drinking fishing (laughs) 9 a.m baby Oh yeah, so we could start early. Harley, but Harley, we would just—I would just be waking up by then. Harley be like, <laughs> Harley would wake up at four thirty, work out, go get the Gators, and I'd roll out of bed at eight thirty. Go, where'd everybody go? Just in time for breakfast. It's all good. Yeah. Wake and bake, baby. Hal's yeah, ready right. to play some poker, get drunk. Hell hey, yeah! So, hey, that's a big ticket at night. You always got to play cards, and you always take all your drink a lot take of all your money that you earn from uh, from selling the Gators. But see, we're old school. We don't play poker. We play Ray. I don't know if y'all know about Boo-Ray. I've heard about it. They play that on the NBA planes. I don't know how those people learn Boo-Ray, <laughs> but uh, those people, I mean NBA players. Yeah, don't get canceled. <laughs> yeah, you. Got, I, I, I've always wanted to learn how to play Boo-Ray. It's but, a good uh, game. I feel like learning how to play Boo-Ray at the Gator Camp is a good way to lose a yeah, lot of your... Yeah, get swindled. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, Harley goes to fishing with his uncle, and he plays poker for a, a pennies. <laughs> No, we don't play pennies. You get Nichols. fucking laughed at if you play pennies. It's it's uh, coins only, though. Max bet a dollar. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, that sounds like a, a damn good time. But, uh, I mean, do you guys, you know, you used to, I guess since you sell all the gator hide and all that, like, do you guys, does everybody there, like, have gator shit from past years? Or you guys just sell all that and you don't wear any any gator paraphernalia like that's posers where you know the gator shoes you know i mean how much would a pair of like size 13 14 pair of gator boots you know if you got them from the source cost you know so to be real with you i have no idea (laughs) we're all so we go through third-party vendors so we have buyers that buy from us that sell to the the people that do the the dyeing and the all that So so like what is what size is a typical gator you guys bring back? And, like, do you know how much money that would that would bring back? Or that you don't want to say that on a pod because that would ru- ruin your bargaining uh, leverage. Because, so you know, we're ga- big in the swamp. Gator, yeah, gator third party is big listening to the pod. So, <laughs> um, honestly, there's not a whole lot of bargaining to be done because so, there's not very many buyers out there. And the prices are normally pretty competitive. So, 
there's really no. You they got a cartel. Bars, yeah, you find it's a monopoly to be completely <laughs> honest with you. I mean, there's only a couple of bars that'll buy, and you have to lock them in early. Yeah, but um, as far as that goes, there's really not. I'm trying to figure out the best way to explain this. I don't, it's, like uh, for the Gators, we always, I mean, from a from an outsider perspective. Whenever you're eating gator at a restaurant or whatever, I always just assume it comes from the tail. Is that true? No, not always. So the tail is good meat, but it's not your best meat. What's the best meat? Jaw. The best meat. The backstrap. They always say the backstrap for a I'm deer. Going with jaw. He just pointed at me yep. saying I'm right. Backstrap is dead, uh, dead on. Where the fuck is the backstrap on a gator? Same place it is on a deer. Where's that? That Bug. doesn't help <laughs> Got him. <laughs> so... Uh, unlike a deer, you can't just go and cut the backstrap out. Shout out to Joe's Ford. <laughs> um, the backstrap is tucked away right underneath the backbone of the alligator, and it runs right along the edge of the basically his guts, his gut sack. Gooch. Not quite as gooch. I can get into the whole gooch thing with an alligator, but that's oh man, that could get wild. It's another hey, ball of wax. How, how much Why is my seatbelt on right now? <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, let me take that but, off. Uh, but yeah, so getting the the backstrap is really hard because you don't want to cut open the guts on an alligator because that's going to be a bad day for everybody. Because it's bad. Yeah, there's, there's no way to describe that kind of stench. Yeah, does the does the camp have a certain smell to it just from all the gators and the sweaty people? Yeah. So one yeah, of, uh, how's the female situation on the gator uh, so property? I'm gonna be real with you. Our camp is kind of bougie for a camp. Uh, I thought we, you had a houseboat. It is a houseboat, and shout out to but, Uncle Vic. You know, we've got a good generator that, that runs all our power. We've got hot water. We've got a bathtub. We've got direct TV. <laughs> you know, we're, we're living a good life out there for the most part, to be real. Um, I can't complain. Um, but, yeah, whenever we're gator hunting, you know, it's, it's good to take a shower every night because you come back pretty rancid. But I won't need to take a shower. I'll conserve your water. <laughs> Al doesn't shower on the mainland. He ain't doing it in the marsh. So we got some rough water outside shower that we can use to just kind of scrub the stank off. But um, Outside shower always hits different. I, it does. I, I like an outside shower. It's, it, it's liberating. It, do you have a, a, a did, did privacy? Harley? You're okay. Do you have a privacy cloth, or is it just oh, a, no. all natural out all there? All natural. All right. I don't. I don't know if I could handle <laughs> no, that. It, then uh, it, we have a rule to keep your underwear on for the very at the very least. I'm sure there's violators. At some point, I'm sure. I try. I try to avoid that. If somebody, I'll give them their privacy on the back deck of the camp. Now, uh, I think we mentioned this during the piss break, about like, I'm guessing eight years ago or so. The show Swamp People was a, I think it was like a national sensation. Like, what did your community think about that? Like, are Troy and Elizabeth full of shit or what? So, <clears throat> the show Swamp People is, it exaggerates a lot. I will say that much. So, my dad was actually invited to be on Swamp People. Um, and because of the lease agreement with the property that we hunt alligators on, we we couldn't do it. So my dad referred them to Troy. 
So you're saying the lease agreement says no filming or recording? Uh, it's more some insurance purposes. Ah, there we go. So fucking was, lawyers. Right. Shout out to our lawyers, Chrissy and Eric. <laughs> but um, no, it would have been great to do it, but you know, hindsight, seeing what the show did to it, it I I would have almost felt bad doing it because the show really exaggerates it a lot and it doesn't show it's true. I, so y'all I, don't just yell chew them every time you're bringing them up out the water? Well, we do now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I watched a couple episodes, I think, because uh, our buddy Ryan, I, I, I don't know how I ended up watching a couple episodes that I watched, and it sounded like you know they were in a boat. And they basically, like, pull the gators up from the boat. It didn't seem like they went to shore like you were talking about. And so they we just don't pulled the shore. shotgun out, domed them, and then pulled them up on the so on in the a, boat. For the most part, that that's the same thing we do. They just put a lot more dramatics into it. Yeah. It's, uh, we don't really go to shore or anything. We, everything's done in the water. Um, but Well, they, I thought you said the, the, the gator pole was on the shore... And so when you're pulling it, you're in your boat still? Yeah, so okay. we, we don't ever get out of the boat. They, I was picturing you on the shore pulling it I've done, facing the water. I've done it that way. That's just that's a bold strategy. Because <laughs> the gator could come out and chomp your ass? Oh, yeah. Because so, he's ornery because of that mandula oblongata. <laughs> Shout out to Bobby Boucher. He's got all them teeth and no toothbrush. <laughs> but... Uh, very nice. <laughs> now, now that actually that was accurate portrayal <laughs> of the swamp people. Um, so no, we try to stay in the boat as much as possible. You're safer in the boat. So swamp people kind of blew you guys up, I guess, but you guys didn't view that as a as a positive. It kind of kind of well, brought some eyeballs from the general population, but it it wasn't. You you guys felt like it wasn't accurate, and then it kind of. Did it hurt business at all? Did it help the prices, or it wasn't? It was no factor. No, so it, I call it really no factor, and I'd say it 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 was good in a sense because it it opened people up to our culture and what I grew up doing. You know, it it let people know what what we did, and it was I will say it was exaggerated a, a good bit. But it still gave the essence of what we do. You, uh, what about that Wigger father and son uh, team on there? You know them, the dude with like the the stud earrings and it was uh, gator hunting with a wife beater on. Oh, I kind of would have been like me in there. They they seem like they went to Salmon for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> That's a local reference. There. The only ones we really knew, I'd say, was uh, Liz and. Troy, I, I grew up. Did you up get a finder's fee for that? You said your dad referred him to Troy. Did he give you? Nah, nothing. No, no finder's fee. Now, what about those fuckers on Doug, Duck Dynasty? You really hated those guys, right? Those guys were a piece of work. I will <laughs> say that much. But uh, that's that's some North Louisiana shit. I, you know, as that's I wouldn't even. Con- I don't know. That's that's a different state. Yeah, so I, th- I think swamp people, like I always say, if you've gone, if you're in north of Baton Rouge, that's a different different part of the country. Absolutely. Uh, hey, what? <laughs> I'm north of Baton. Rouge. All right, north of exactly. <laughs> north of Saint Francisville. My bad. Uh, yeah. So I think swamp people was first. A couple years later, Duck Dynasty came around. That had a 
it, that thing was super popular. Then that fizzled out. Seems like kind of America's infatuated with the the country folk, and then they kind of get bored of them. I mean, what happened to my girl Honey Boo Boo? Right? She was the OG of this oh, shit. Oh man, Honey Boo Boo was a piece of work. <laughs> <laughs> She wasn't from Louisiana, was she? She was like Oklahoma. I'm something. just yeah. saying. Unfortunately, that's still considered the South for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's noodling country Har- up there. Harley, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a different Hey, my game. cousin was on fucking hillbilly hand fishing. Shout out to Kristen. Um, <laughs> that's something I won't do, by the way. And Phantom, well, right? Phantom was on the He wasn't on there, but uh, she was on there. Uh, yeah, fuck there. that, dude. You're sticking your hand in a honey yeah. hole. You may get a fucking snapping turtle. Oh, yeah, fuck yeah. that shit. Yeah, turtle would do some A lot some of work. turtle references. Um, so. I know turtles. <laughs> you like turtles? <laughs> All right. We'll have, I love turtles. We'll have, to, we'll have to. Oh, no. You're on the I like turtles guy. Um, yeah. So Check, I, got, I, I hope Mama June's doing better from the I, math, I, I by I got the way. a question for you on the uh, alligators in the boat. All right. How... And maybe it's because I'm more of a pussy than you. How old maybe. does it? Do you have to get to where you don't think the gator's going to just come back to life and bite your ass? Like I feel like the whole time I'd be eyeing those gators, going, "What like one Tommy of you's Boy? not really dead?" Like Tommy Boy, like reanimated and and going crazy in the boat. He shoots him in the head. Yeah, but right, well, but they're all like lay down right there. Like, and they are reptilian, so like you, yeah. So Harley's not completely off on this. <laughs> so I've so. All right, me and my dad, we've been doing this for a long time. So we have a strict rule that whenever we shoot an alligator, you have to see good blood. And that what's, indi- what's good blood? What compared uh, some, to bad blood? Some good deep red blood that you know you got a good shot on. Okay, you know what I'm saying? I I don't got know. Good, no, I don't know good, what you're saying. Got good brain. You want to <laughs> yeah. make sure there's brain. All right, yeah, Harley hit a nail on the head on that one. You got to make sure you got good brain. <laughs> um, one of the biggest quest in so, life. <laughs> Um, an alligator has a really, really hard skull. Um, we've had friends that come with us sometimes and they thought they would be helping out by getting ahead of the game and seeing a big alligator and they have, you know, a, a low, lower powered 22 rifle and they'll shoot them. And a guy, shoot them, shoot them, <laughs> they'll shoot them. And, uh... <laughs> The alligator will stop moving and it'll roll over and it'll look like it's dead, but you won't see any blood. And it'll, it'll actually penetrate the skull, but you won't see any blood. Um, and they know that they can't put an alligator in their boat because they don't have a license, which they're not supposed to shoot them anyway. But this, that, this is all yeah, speculation. All that aside. No first know. names or last names for these jabronis. Yeah, no. I would never shoot a gator. So. Oh, no, you work a gun. Me and, uh. Me and my dad will go, and there's actually been a time, and I remember this vividly, we've had that same situation, put the alligator in the boat, even though we didn't actually see good blood, and I was running the boat, and the alligator decided he was ready to wake up, (laughs) and he stood up, and he was looking at me, and looks like he was ready to eat me. So How big was this gator? This was about nine foot long. <laughs> I imagine him hissing the fuck out oh, of yeah, you. Yeah, he was not happy. Real ornery. Oh, yeah. So, Holy uh, shit. So the we were in a, a relatively small boat. I was driving in the back of the boat, and his head was between my, my feet whenever he stood up. Right and, next to your stick. Oh, yeah, he's right up on the stick. <laughs> 
That was a good stick. <laughs> I uh, I had to stop the boat, and, and this is where it gets funny. I stopped the boat, and the alligator's up on all fours, wide awake, looking at me, really, really upset. That's <laughs> <laughs> so. And my dad's on the front of the boat where the tail is, and he turns around whenever I stop the boat, and he's, he says, what's going on? I was like, this guy's alive. <laughs> and he laughs. He says, well, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> <laughs> so said, no, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> this, is, this is where you go, I'm the helper, you're the lead man, take care of this shit. Exactly. So, um, it, and, you know, as as crazy of a situation that that was, nobody panicked. He grabbed the gun, stood up, shot the gator again. And, he shot it between mm-hmm. your legs? Yep. It was more of a point blank situation, you know. It's a, it's a rifle, so he had a lot of reach with him. So I'm not gonna say it was like a, you know, he's not gonna miss, right? Yeah, is I didn't have to worry about my nuts. On this is an American so. sniper situation. Yeah, shooting him from distance, way closer though. Um, I don't know. I just had the soundtrack to every shitty uh, <laughs> Counter Striker Halo montage in my head saying, quit, quit, pull. <laughs> I don't know why, but now it's stuck in the viewer's head, so fuck y'all. Damn, yeah. dude, that sounds that sounds way scarier than running well, with the balls. Well, because I, I saw pictures of, like, your kids, like, laying in the water with the <laughs> alligator head, and I'm thinking, like, I don't know how old I'd have to be to do that, but there's something in my head going, like... That dude's playing possum. That dude's going to wake up and eat me. <laughs> I mean, he said he was doing it as a baby, so yeah. I guess this goes into a question I had on here. Uh, like, what's the biggest gator you ever killed? And, and like, deer hunters mount the, the rack or whatever. What do gator hunters do for prize kills? I mean, you're selling this stuff off, so I guess you don't keep anything because you're – on some of these you're selling the whole damn thing so like what do you do if you get a a big mongo so the biggest gator we've ever killed uh, was 13 foot six inches it was a big one so we actually caught that gator because we had a six footer that was on the line and he came and ate him and he ate the six footer damn he ate a six foot gator. Inception. <laughs> yeah. So does that count as two tags? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we didn't have to count the other one. So that worked out for the better. <laughs> no, officer, he was actually in this guy beforehand, so it doesn't count. That's right. like padding stats. Like, <laughs> hey, this guy actually weighs. Yeah. How much? How much does a thirteen foot six pound? Oh, yeah, <laughs> thirteen foot six inch. Gator, like how how heavy is that? Is it harder than weighing women, like we were talking about earlier? Well, I'm gonna be real with you. We've never weighed an alligator. We don't sell them by weight. It's all length. No, it's all length. It's, and they say size doesn't matter. Oh, it size well, matters. <laughs> Absolutely. It well, does. I mean, when you're pulling them up by the forearms, I mean, you got to be like, yeah, this is worth three beat offs, four beat offs. Like, I probably... would figure weight would. I mean, if you're selling the meat, you figure weight would be somewhere in there. But I guess it's all correlated. Yeah. So it's what. Well, and well I'll, I'll get back to that after so the yeah the biggest we caught was 136 um the a trophy you you keep the head the head's scrap there's no good meat on it there's nothing you can do with it we uh if we skin a gator out and just sell the hide we throw the heads away uh the 136 we threw the head away <laughs> so you that. don't keep shit basically no. 
My wife, whenever we first got married, you got to do it in the Borat voice on this podcast. My wife, <laughs> my wife. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> no, you don't. That's what Harley does. Us. <laughs> um. So, funny story. My wife was seven months pregnant whenever we got married. Um. She. So he hasn't been married for ten years. That's. Yeah, it. I, I mean, was doing the math. Yeah. Uh, I'm making 10 years, unless my math is wrong somewhere. Well, I mean, she won't listen to this. Anyway. She better fucking listen to this. We need all the views we can get. All right, so so basically (laughs) you said for a trophy you keep the head, but for the biggest gator you caught, you didn't even keep the head. So you guys guys are purely in this for the money and the boo-ray pots. Yeah, so and the, the way our lease works, it actually pays for our lease as well for our hunting property. Like the uh, the people you lease it for get a cut or something? Yeah, they get okay. a third of it. A third of what? The profits from the gators. They lease so you the... pay, you pay for the lease and then you give them a third. Yeah. So all right, since nobody here has anything is. to do with what damn, we I'm, do, I'm basically I need to get a fucking lease out in this country. It's it's instead of like a hunting lease like you normally hear people get in on deer hunting lease we're on a i know about it people at work talk to me about it all the time i know about it so we're on a trapping lease so we're hashtag shanker shout out to future (laughs) (laughs) he see he is a fan of the pod know about the trap fuck (laughs) that's good shit (laughs) so um you know, we get to deer hunt and fish and stuff as a plus, but it's, it, the lease is all about trapping and and hunting alligators. So we trap nutrirats and we hunt alligators. And what What's a nutrirat? It's a dollar a tail still? That's $5 a tail. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. shit. I had one of those in my pond. I should have kept Price capping. done went up. Oh, oh, it's good money. And it's fun. God, that's the funnest thing to do. You know the comedian Dave Attell? Yeah. Uh... You remember his show Insomniac on Comedy yes. Central? Yes, I when do. When he went to New Orleans, he went to go yep. hunt Nutria around <laughs> the levee. I remember hey, that. This guy knows comedy. He loves talking <laughs> small and he loves David Tell. This man knows. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm all about the comedians. Um, but, yeah, so it's a trapping lease. So any money we make between the Nutrats and the alligators, they get a third cut of it. And it makes our yearly lease a lot cheaper. So it it all works out. It's a lot of good fun, and it's been in my family for you know almost seventy years at this point. Now, when we're talking about big gators, these massive gators that go viral on Florida golf courses are they on steroids? Oh, Florida gators are fucking nasty. Man. Are they on? Are they on PEDs? Like these dudes are fucking hulking out hard. But don't you just wish you could pop pop right on them? Absolutely. <laughs> But a lot of times you got to consider camera angles. So they're playing the same game as Swamp People is. Just like dick hey, pics. Shout out to Shanker. Yeah. It's all about the frames it's and the angles. all about the angles. Absolutely. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, so the a camera angle goes a long way with an alligator. Now, and we, asked, we asked you how you felt about Swamp People. Now, what do you feel about Swamp Tours? Now, these Swamp Tour people, they feed marshmallows to gators. Like, is this frowned upon? Is that... Is marshmallow a really good bait, or, you know, you just shit on the Swamp Tour people? So the Swamp Tour people really don't bother us that much. You know, it, it's... it's Your part of the country probably doesn't do the Swamp Tour, because they're, they're about that business. So where we're at, there actually is a pretty major Swamp Tour that uh, advertises a lot in New Orleans. So they're a pretty popular Swamp Tour. But it's more entertaining to see the people freak out 
whenever. Like, they'll be there waiting on the Swamp Tour whenever we come in to sell oh. the Gators. And it is a good time. Do they ever have, a, like, a Swamp Tour? And they're like, oh, let's feed the marshmallow to the Gator. And then you guys are pulling it off the pole and fucking hitting it with the shotgun at the same time? So, not so much <laughs> while we're in the practice, but, like, whenever we come back to the boat launch. Yeah. To put the boat on the trailer and go sail. And you have, like, a stack full of gators? Oh, yeah. That's whenever it's clutch. Hey. Oh, dude. That, yeah. that must be hilarious. Well, I'm going to be real with you. A single dude, that's where it's at. You go in there holding up a, a 10-foot alligator. Oh, Taurus's panties just wet. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> fucking fucking hide, well, hide bunnies or whatever like you want to call it. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, like, be- what is it called? Buckle bunnies? That's a Yellowstone? He's got hide bunnies. They're they're all over the place. They come in from they because the you just, said your wife's from California. Did she come here on a swamp tour? So I, I hope that, she doesn't listen. To that we, can, we can cut it. What do you, you what do you think? Of, <laughs> so the the marshmallow thing, like, is there anything to that, or it's just nah, it's just it's, cheap stuff? It's cheap bait. They'll eat anything basically. They will eat anything. Okay. Um, I have two more questions on mine, Harley. You got any more? No, I think you covered them all. No. Uh. <laughs> I'll do this one. Do you consider it cultural appropriation for someone like me who was never gator hunted to say I have swamp ass on a hot summer day when my ass is sweating? No, because swamp ass is a real thing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> swamp ass is you I had swamp ass yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it's, and it's fucking December. It's like winter yeah. over here. Shout out to Louisiana. <laughs> okay, and the last question I have on the gator hunt is a typical, a typical gator hunter is more likely to have voted for who in the 2020 election and why? Trump 2020. <laughs> okay, enough said. <laughs> um, I do I do have a question. That is an argument in my household, though. I will say that much. California. <laughs> there you go. Um, so uh, you recently got your arm done with a, a nice gator on there. Is that an ode to your years and years of gator lease? Can we get a picture of that for the pod, Harley? And he's got it on Instagram. I can just steal it. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, you can steal it off He's got Instagram. filters on it. I saw he had a... No uh, filter. That was no filter. <laughs> I saw he had a... <laughs> earlier at the bar, I saw he had a... Uh, yeah, he's got yeah. it. Japanese or Chinese on it on his wrist. I didn't want to offend Chen and ask him which one. Not quite sure what it is, but I did, <laughs> I did get it confirmed from an airport employee in San Francisco what, what they mean. So I'm confident that it is legit. It is what it. It, it is, is what they said it was. Yeah, exactly. Which is what. So on my uh, left wrist, I have the what I call the Chinese symbol for family. Yeah. And on my right wrist is a little brother. Nope. Vice versa. Right is family. <laughs> left is little brother. <laughs> left, right. It's a tough. Joe. Joe taught soda left to right pretty well, but uh, evidently you're still learning. You said Chinese. No, that's what I call Chinese. <laughs> oh, so you don't know if it's Japanese or Chinese? It could be one of those. Take a picture. We have a uh, we have an expert that we can tell you. He was at a sushi restaurant one time with our big nose buddy Joe, and he would go, you know, sushi is Japanese. He was like, these people working here are Chinese. The sushi was good. They didn't give a shit. Funny story. Shout out to Wahada. I was uh, on Burbank. I'll send I'll send some pictures y'all way. We can decipher it. So Harley, what was the question about the gator tat? 
I was just gonna say why why he got it, but then we started talking about now. Pictures. How yeah. big is this gator tat? It's like his whole arm. Yeah. Okay. So what do you like think about Harley face. just having a little horsey on his <laughs> finger? So, I love it. I mean, it's 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 a gateway drug. You know, it, it does ink. It does. It. You, yeah. I really want more ink. So you you sniff me out on the uh, spot the lie thing. You're like, you know, this isn't an ink guy. Well, I'm also a, no, uh, a pot listener. Pod. Okay. Well, he knows you're not. So an ink I've guy. used the tattoo one before. I, well, I mean, I think dude, I asked, we didn't know. He, tattoos were discussed. So. Re- remember the episode we do with the college kids at LSU? Yeah, one of I our think least we, listened to episodes. I think we asked them, you know, who do you think has know. more tattoos, me or that. you? And they said, me, so. Yeah, and yeah but comparing wrong. the two That's of you, least... yes, I would have banked on you. But there you go. Harley, I, I know Harley has a horse. Mm-hmm. Finger kind of, tattoo. Kind of a horse. All right, so. It's a horse head. Eh, we'll, we'll see. My wife doesn't think it looks like Hey, we live potted before that, so go back and listen to that episode <laughs> right, if so you want. You... Harley called his mom on the way to the tattoo parlor. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, that was good. Hey, um, It's a good pod. So are you uh, you done with your gator questions? I think I am. All right, so so <laughs> That's a good just trigger. just for random pod stuff, who's your favorite guest that you were listening to? My favorite guest? I got to say Dirt. Dirt's quality pod. Just because the stuff he comes up, the UPS stories are prime on. Dude, Dirt was complaining about snack houses the other day, and then today he posts on Facebook that he got presents from a house. Like, I don't know what the fuck people do with the UPS guy, but evidently my etiquette's terrible. I know, no so snacks, I no presents. I, I don't have a consistent UPS guy. I don't think. Unless I do, and I just don't know it. I mean, that's because we're at work. I mean, some people the the only reason I know about UPS is because Dirt basically does a vlog every day from whatever route he's got, <laughs> which I go, hey, Dirt, start a vlog, like, <laughs> ribbing him. He goes, no, that shit's fucking gay. I was like, it's basically what you do every day in your fucking Snapchat story. So we can have uh, Dirt add you on Snap, and you can, oh, yeah. fo- you can follow along or not follow <laughs> along. You, you choose your own adventure on that one. But yeah, I think I think he's high quality pod because he he's no filter. He's he's wide open. He's good stuff. I don't get me wrong. No bad guess so far. I I've enjoyed everyone. Um, now I mean, what host do you like better, the executive producer or myself? Like, who do you who do you find uh, more so enjoyable here? Who's got the higher hit rate? This can be a biased answer because <laughs> I know Harley better. I just met Al. What? An hour ago. So, yeah, but so, Jeff had good banter. So, so it's far. biased. Like, you already know Harley. You don't like him. So you like me. <laughs> but, no, I will say me and you hit it off. Al, me and you hit it off pretty I'd say pretty good off the rip. There we go. So um, uh, Off the rip of the hoon? Yeah. So. Uh, That's okay. You can say Al. I call it a, a draw as of now. Hey, we we'll don't check have, this out again in part two. We don't have to go, OJ, choose a side. We don't have to do that right now. I was just trying to put yeah. you on the spot here. Y'all just controversy. Creates cash. Y'all just put me on divorced parents, child picking, you know, favorites up here. <laughs> so, what app is that you got, Harley? That's just just I, I put all my pod questions in a Gmail draft. That's very small text. I You're know, gonna I, go fucking blind. Well, I can see it. Look at that. Uh, um, so he kind of looks like Billy, by the way. Wow. Shout out to a previous <laughs> pod guest. So. Gavin. Big penis bolinas. <laughs> How quick to meeting Al did you sniff out that he's not a truck guy? All right, so again, he didn't see I, me pull up. Another, another biased thing because of the podcast. You know, I I know you know we got man. Dude, tips. he's no way he's got truck energy. Yeah, it's uh. So all right, let's be real. <laughs> I was sitting at the bar, and I seen I actually seen you walk in. 
we had we talked about I've this earlier. I've never we met you for before. thirty minutes and saying you gotta have to take a shot. Well, that, that wasn't my fault. <laughs> yeah, when the boss says she's yeah. buying your shot, as we say no on the pod, out. don't put the blame on me. <laughs> but I seen you walk in. So I, Harley told me you was coming here. I figured you would be here before him because I know how Harley can be. I'm the, I'm the late one in this rela- pod relationship. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah, I left only 10 minutes late. He actually came early. You did good, Al. <laughs> so, I was looking First for First time you. I've been congratulated for coming early. <laughs> <laughs> but I was looking for you, and I seen you walk in, and I was like, I bet that's him. But you had the mask on. I'll, I'll give you credit. You walked in with a mask on. I left mine in my truck. <laughs> truck. I think Truck. me and Harley are the only people besides the people working who put a mask on for half a second. It was pretty daunting walking in there because Harley said, you know, you're going to be podding. I wouldn't say daunting. That's a little overdramatic. But Sounds I'll, like he was nervous. I walked in, and there's uh, <laughs> 40 <eight>. blue, yeah. <laughs> blue uniforms. We won't right say there. the company, but there's there's nine people lined <laughs> up in the bar, all with the lapel, you know, work shirt of, of where y'all work. So I was like, I don't know which – Dude, this is. Let me go to the other <laughs> side of the bar and get me a fucking drink. So See, that's what I almost texted Harley. Be like, look, what if he gets here? Because I felt bad. I didn't want to. I didn't think he'd walk in. I was so surprised. I I passed him. I waved. You said him. we were going in for I a thought, drink. I might as well. I, th- I thought I so I parked here, and as soon as I parked, I saw him walking in. I was like, what? He's actually going in without me. That's kind of weird. Well, I thought <laughs> you were already in there because I I went to the I went to the Port Allen side because I was on the phone. I knew I was going the wrong way, but I just did it on purpose. And then came back to this side, so I thought I was going to be. Well, I just after I wanted you. to get us some Budweisers. Hey, thank you for that. But Appreciate that, by the way. The it's a write-off. <laughs> well done. All right, more questions, Harley. So, tell me about the time you sent the group chat, and how disappointed were you that you didn't get any response from the from the guys? Because after you told me about this, I remember, and I know we touched about it a little bit earlier in the pod, but. I'd, I'd made a group chat for when I went to Mardi Gras to send boobies out, and I knew you listened to the pod, so I added you to it. This is a group Snapchat. Group right, Snapchat. For the viewers here. And so we went up on the balcony. I sent some, and then probably, what, like three, four months later, you were in the Netherlands on work. Not going to talk about that side <laughs> of it. But you sent a snap, like, I guess it would be early morning for us, late night for you, or uh, yeah, so uh, the Netherlands is seven hours ahead. So if yeah, I, so that's the wrong way. Yeah. No, whatever. But anyway, so to be honest with you, I really wasn't very disappointed because I I knew nobody but you and maybe Craig knew me in the Snapchat. So it was more of more or less just a hey, I'm gonna throw in some content here, and if I get a bite, we'll play on it. If not, fuck it. What was the content? I don't I don't remember. Uh, so in the unreal strip clubs that are in Amsterdam, they don't allow cell phones. So most of it was... It's never uh, stopped me before. I may have not gotten the footage. Shout out out Portland. (laughs) But uh, most of it was uh, in the red light district, you know, some stuff from the outside of the strip clubs or the, the ladies standing in the red lights. Nothing real spectacular. I just I was shit faced and I thought it was cool. Yeah. So I figured I'd share it with some other people, and like like I told y'all earlier, it, I felt like I knew all of you guys from the pod. Yeah. And I knew none of you knew who the fuck I was. Yeah. So it, it was just it was fun for me at the time. 
Check out Burt Kreischer flying dildos. I'm, I'm going to do that. Yeah, because... You and the viewers. Yeah. So, There's a flying dildos in Amsterdam. Do you, do you want to... Uh, I think we got time for one last story. Do you want to tell the story of the uh, the famous strip club incident with the, the f- throwing punches and the craziness? Oh, yeah. I want to say so, that for part two. Well, how about I save the punches for part two? Let's talk about the flying dildos. Okay, let's... All right, let's do that. So... I mean, we've gotten pretty graphic. Y'all have gotten pretty graphic on here before. So we've had Craig on. We have the explosive Fair rating. Enough, you're right. Yeah. So luckily, we haven't got canceled for Craig. <laughs> got to have people listen to get canceled. We only we got fourteen thousand and some some extra <laughs> views right now. That's Actually, twenty twenty is going to be our second best year after uh, these next couple pots. Hit us up on that Spotify rap. You know, tag talking small. Pass it on. Christmas gift. Free subscription. I like it. So, the flying dildos. Uh, so, I've been in Amsterdam ten times now. And who's counting? Uh, it's my favorite place in the world. It's a wonderful place. Everything's legal. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, we go, the first time I went, a guy from there brought us to this what we thought would be a strip club. And we walk in, so it was like 40 or 50 bucks to get in. It was kind of pricey, but you have an hour, and it's free drinks for the entire hour that you're there. And after the hour, you got to go. So that's how they move people in and out. Cool, right. I get it. It they, works. They're not used to Americans. No, no this is yeah. this is anti no. Al. Al likes to pay, likes to yeah. get in, sit down, don't pay any money. This is the anti Al. No, no, but if you give me the free drink loophole, oh, yeah. things are bound to happen. Yeah, no squatters Shout out to friends. <laughs> and that's any drink you want. Like they All have right. a full bar. I would take full advantage of that. So while it's pricey, I would get my money's worth. Agreed. And we did. <laughs> so you go in, and it's a, a really small place. Like, it's almost like shotgun house style, where you walk in, and it's just a straight run. There's basically, like, stages along the edge of the wall, and there's one which I guess you could call main stage. But it's not really a stage. It's not a hard bottom with a pole on it like normal strip clubs are. It's more like a... a a weird design looking stage with a mattress fitted in on it. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. And there's chairs all around it like a main stage would be set up. So we go in, we got a group of, uh, let's say, six or seven of us. We sit down around this main stage where there's two girls. And the show is $20 per person. So we all give up 20 bucks, which they made their money, but they put on a show. Um,. Skipping to the point of the flying dildos, they break out this this old, I call it a Walmart dildo, because the old-fashioned <laughs> kind, that's just a vibrator, it's a white dildo. It's your, it's your vanilla dildo. Exactly. You know, they don't sell dildos at fucking Walmart. <laughs> but no, but that's why I call it a Walmart dildo. Shrimp and boots. <laughs> but, so they break out one of these things, and they tell the guy sitting at the front, and this is is this Canadian guy, and he's super nice. He's awesome. He's really kind of shy. You can tell he doesn't really get into this kind of stuff. And he's like, all right, I'm going to need you to stand up and, and take a couple of paces backwards. And she gets down. 
I guess, doggy style. And the other girl puts this dildo inside of her. And she looks at the... Hole number... Door number one or door number two? Door number one. I was... I was... Banking for door number two, but there's no way she could have done this out of door number two. She'd have had some uh, some extra content. Yeah. Um. So goes in door number one. Um, the Canadian guy standing there, he's sitting ready like a quarterback. Got a drink in hand, great cup. And the uh, the other girl's like, "No, you're gonna need to back up a couple more paces." And he's like. Come on, there's no way this is going down like this. Meanwhile, if it is American, they'd be going, hurry, hurry, oh, yeah. Omaha, <laughs> Omaha, 52's the mic, 52's the mic, set, set. <laughs> dummy, I'll be giving a dummy count. <laughs> so this this guy's standing there, he's drinking hand, and he's kind of ready like a quarterback. And when this dildo comes flying out of this woman's vagina, <laughs> like a deep snapper. <laughs> Long snapper, we call him. <laughs> And Shout out to the Ferguson brothers. <laughs> it hits this guy's drink out his hand, and it bounces off his forehead. Oh, God. Into the guy behind him, and it just causes a big old ruckus. The glass shatters on the ground. Oh, God. And it was it was hilarious. He's got lube smeared all over <laughs> his face. Oh, it was a shit show. Fast forward three years, I'm there again with a whole different group. <laughs> Because I had to take him back to this place. Yeah. The same exact thing goes down with a completely different Canadian. <laughs> Why do they always pick the Canadian? Uh, it was priceless. It was it was a work of art. It really was. Damn. How far but, are we talking here? You're talking like 15 foot? Like 20 foot? Like No, I'd say uh, I'd give it you know, 8 to 10 feet. In Thailand, you hear about them shooting ping pongs out, but this but you got to like think a- of it. This is a dildo full of batteries. Well, it's a Walmart dildo. I didn't think it was electric. It's electric. How yeah. do you know so much about the dildo? Did you catch it? He's he's, he's a frequent yeah. member. Yeah, I'm flower miles. You like the member? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, damn, you're really gonna like this Burt Kreischer story then. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna have to check it out. It's got to be a go. Any Burt Kreischer story is a good story yeah pretty for much. the most part for the most part the machine the machine Strasvutia. <laughs> all right we ready to end this bad boy gavin it was great to have you on you provided uh great gator knowledge and just uh it's nice to have a award-winning viewer on the pod besides joe <laughs> well, thanks for having me i really appreciate we it we got to have him on for a part two it sounds like he's got uh, a lot he, of he kept a lot in the chamber he kept a lot in the chamber well, you gotta, he's, he's you gotta got... keep content fresh and you gotta keep the viewers wanting more and the viewers they're definitely going to be wanting more i mean we didn't even say the beginning you know it's been a while but uh we'll save the uh best to ever do it for for next time <laughs> all right thank you all for joining us from my truck as a truck guy in the parking lot of I guess this is Bruley. I hadn't yep, lived there. Bruley, outside the walk-ons. Uh, big shout-outs. Thank you all for joining us. Subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, at Talking Small Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And all you, we can find us on everything. So Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podcast, 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 Pod